What's going on, gang? What's going on, Snake? What's going on, dude? Oh, you know, not much. Just, uh, you know, walking through the foot of snow in my yard. Yeah. Doing snake things. Doing snake things. Slithering. Slithering Through the foot of snow. Yeah, you know it. I mean, well, that's because you're up in the North Towns because, like, the South Towns got, like, two feet of snow today. Yeah, it's reverse winter. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, I just wanted to, I, I just wanted to open up this episode by thanking our hashtag rad pack. Hashtag rad pack. I call them snakeheads. S- snake. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're the, you are the rad pack. You are you are cool. You are with it. You are the Buffalo elite. Yeah. You are the best of the best. You want to be the real Buffalo elite. You're going to subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> Give us money. Well, that's uh, rad. I'll, well, that'd be appreciated. But uh, I think we're going to have rad pack shirts soon. Mm-hmm. Buffalo rad. Yep. We're getting, we're getting the, I don't know when, don't, don't, you know, there's no timeline yet, but we're going to get shirts up. For yeah. You. We're going to get swag made. You know, we appreciate you all. You've been getting a lot of good, uh, reactions from the past few episodes. And, uh, I just want to say, I appreciate you. Please tweet at snake every week until we get the shirts. Mm-hmm. Please do. Welcome back to the square to our uh, to our newly christened Rad Pack. Welcome. We're back. We're doing it. And later on in the episode, we hang out with some pretty badass folks from the Queen City Roller Derby. But first, Jim. Yes. What's going on around the square? Nothing. No news this week. All right, cancel the episode. Cancel. I got some news. Oh, you got some news. What? Yeah. Is well, this a snake bomb? Uh, <laughs> it might be a snake bomb. Reek called uh, called this out as losers online for not having Macy's. That's correct. So guess what we did today? We had some Instagram-worthy Macy's pizzas. Yep. Mm. And you know what? I'll say uh, they're all right. They were pretty good. What we what we have? Uh, we ha- we had the two like weed weed themed pizzas on on the menu. The, uh, the sativa sativa sunrise and the and blueberry Kush. blueberry Kush. They were all they were both pretty decent. Yeah, I would say as a as a novelty pizza, it's fine. It's not the kind of pizza you have like every time you have pizza. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking for a special pizza and it's going to be like an event, like a party or you know, it, it's it's cool. It's you cool want, to do something like you that. You want to show off and impress your girlfriend's parents? Get some Macy's. <laughs> what do you Get think of Macy's. the odds they thought I was going to, like, you know, smoke a big bowl and have both those pizzas tonight? Uh, 100%. <laughs> 100%. I bet. I bet. Well, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. There's, Night's still young. Yeah, there's still a chance. I'm just glad that, Ron, excuse me, Snake, has finally seen the light. He's he's on board I with Macy's. I wouldn't go that Macy's, far. you have my sword. If you want to sponsor the pod, forget the pod. You want to sponsor me personally, <laughs> I am open. I will be your spokesman. So Macy's Pizza, definitely friend of the pod, friend of me. Re, we're <laughs> we're we're tight. You can endorse Macy's. I'm going to endorse Kenmore's own Matinas. That's my go-to. Matinas, I will also take your endorsement. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to go for that big Domino's money. <laughs> there you go. That You're a Domino's man. Is. That's where the cash is. All right. That's you, where the cash nobody is. Nobody out pizzas the hut as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, at least it's not Papa John. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> I'm not taking that money. Speaking of food, because, you know, we're fat guys and it's always on our mind. Mm-hmm. Jim, we are in Lent and fish fry season. It's fish fry season, baby. Woo. I, by the way, it's all muscle. Is, is that what it is? Is, is that what you're packing? Yeah. Muscle and a beer gut. I'm, I'm packing a whole lot of muscle <laughs> on my lower belly, too. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, no. to add more to that muscle, got some good old lean fried fish. Where's your Where's your guys' favorite uh, fish fry place? Do you have one jumps out of you? I like Otto's out in, in Cheektowaga on Union Road. You know, sticking sticking with the Kenmore theme, I like to go to the North End. I like the breaded. I don't like. I don't really like the beer battered. Mm. It's too much grease for me. I like breaded or or like Cajun broiled. It's my jam. I I like a good beer batter. Uh, I actually like beer batter if I find out that a place doesn't use beer in their beer batter, but they just use like sparkling water. Ooh, because I I to find the flavor to be better and yeah. the the batter to be a little bit lighter. Hmm. Um, so it's it's not real beer batter. It's but it's Who does still, that? We used to do it at the country club I worked at. Okay, okay. All right. uh, instead of you actually using real beer, they would just use sparkling water. <laughs> no kidding. Yep. And it wasn't a cost-saving measure. No, it, it wasn't was a cost-saving. Re- it was because it was a flavor wow. thing. Hmm. I'm kidding. I wouldn't be any kind of South Buffalonian, former resident of South Buffalo, if uh, if I didn't mention WeChecks. Oh, mm. absolutely. Kaisertown, the that's, OG. That's like the episode. That's, that's the, holy, the holy grail. Of fish fries, I think. I know people here, WeChex is good, and they're like, okay. They might think it's like an anchor bar situation, you know? Like no, it's pe- good. People talk about it. No, it's good. WeChex is fucking awesome. They're, mm-hmm. they're legit. Uh, Boomerangs is also worthy mentioning. Boomerangs is also legit. Another place I like is, uh, I th- the my father's a member of the Moose Club in the town of Lancaster, in the village there. And uh, they always, it, it's not good. It's not bad. It's it, But it's, it's always like it's a good quality it's right. it's it's not there's no i'm not i'm not like breaking my hip because i'm like oh my god it's i gotta get down to the moose for the fish fry yeah but if somebody's like hey you want to go to the moose for fish fry i'm like oh yeah <laughs> yeah definitely definitely you're not yeah. saying no no I'm, there's no way i'm saying no and i'm getting the beer battered so so uh you know we kicked off this week with fat tuesday i had i had my punch keys mm-hmm. and then i had my fish fry what what did you guys give up for lent have you given up anything up or is it just too much after this year of pandemic? I've given up so much to the pandemic <laughs> that I can't give anything else up for Lent. My dad every year says he's given up water skiing. Oh, yeah? So in, in family tradition, I, I too will give up water skiing this year. When I was a kid, this Lent. and my parents would be like, what are you giving up for Lent? Because you have to give up something. And I said, I'm going to give up going to church. And they're like, no, you can't do that. That's not what you can give up. <laughs> well, that wasn't part of the rule. I read the rule book. It says nothing here about not giving right. up church. Uh-huh. I, yeah, man, I, I, I feel like uh, I've sacrificed it all for the pandemic. So I think, you know, I think the Lord will understand this year. Good, do what you want. Have I, fun. Go nuts. I did, I did have a punch key. Ooh. I mean. What I, flavor? Black raspberry. Oh, that's the, yeah, that's the one. That's, that's where you got to go. Plum's I mean, pretty good, too. Plum is good. If you can find a plum. Right, but you got to find someone's grandma who made it. Right, you got to, you have to just troll through like the east side. Yep, and find somebody's grandmother who's still making plum punch keys. You got to hang out outside the library. Like, right, 
Anybody got any of those punch keys? Right. Yeah. Anybody got any of that of that of that plum cush? No. We, no. No. Wife and I found a place like trolling around Chictawaga one year. What is it? Platters. There's like it's like a strip mall. Oh yeah. They do they do a whole party on Fat Tuesday in the pizza place around the corner. You you took me there one yeah, year. Yeah, that's right. And we ran into then county executive candidate Lynn Dixon, and she talked to me for like an hour. Yeah, and and they have legit grandma made punch keys there. Yes. I you guys, I, I know we're jumping a little ahead of, uh, ahead of ourselves. Do you think we'll have a dingus day this year? No, there's no dingus day. No. Next year, next year, I think. Next year, we're going to uh, have a world-breaking dingus uh, day. Let me clear that up. I will have a dingus day, but there won't be a dingus day as we typically know it. Ugh. I love... It's a beautiful day, especially when it's nice out. Oh, my God. There's no better time than dingus day. Mm-hmm. I love Dingus Day. I love St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Like, we're probably not doing that this year. Right. St. Patrick's mm-hmm. Day is canceled. Canceled. Not not like in the, you know, bad tweets in the past way, but... Right. I mean, although there have been plenty of bad St. Patrick's Day tweets in the past. <laughs> you could probably also cancel a lot of people involved with St. Patrick's <laughs> yeah, Day. Yeah, But, but, guys, I know we're, we're having fun talking about food and fun. Let's talk about somebody who is... Decidedly not fun, and who's not really having a good time right now? Yeah, <laughs> is it Martin Danilowitz week? Oh no, wait, that's we talked about him we last week. We talked about him last week. He might be having more fun now. The heat is off, right? Who knows what his his uh, Lent uh, menu is going to look like? Who knows? Jim, our uh, our embattled governor, yeah, our erstwhile governor here. Oh, <laughs> ooh, he he's on the hot seat, isn't he's, he? He is having a tough go of it. Yeah. So, in case you weren't in the know, listener, because there's a lot of information that's been flying around. However, it has come to light that Governor Andrew Cuomo uh, covered up nursing home deaths in the thousands. I believe it was 15,000 that were were covered up. There were COVID cases in the nursing homes where, oh, whoops, the numbers just weren't reported. I think there was a, uh, we talked about this a little bit last week, that there was an aide to Cuomo who basically said, well, we didn't really want to get investigated by the federal government, so we kind of goosed the numbers, and then he threw her under the bus, and then everybody was like, oh, hell no, and the vultures are starting to circle on the governor. What, what, What's going on? Like, what's the end game, guys? Jim, do you have any insight on how this is going to play out, do you think? I mean, it's tough because, like, he's starting to get a lot of pressure from his own party, which is usually a sign that bad things are coming. You know, it's one thing, like, it's one thing when, like, Shithead Langworthy called for the governor to resign a couple weeks ago when the the nursing home stuff first broke. And you're like, whatever, who cares? But, you know, I mean, and it's another thing when, like, Shithead... McMurray calls on the governor to resign. Like, again, he's got no cachet in the Democratic Party, so... Future Governor McMurray. Future <laughs> Governor McMurray. If you're listening to this, I've always supported you. <laughs> yeah. Jim Jim is the one that called you a shithead. I have always been on your side. And I, I'm going to remain neutral on this one. Yeah. The, the old Switzerland snake. Yes. Swiss snake being one of my favorite meals. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, I, I mean... Well, I guess we'll see how this continues to unfold, but it's it's not looking good for uh, for old King Andy. What do you think? What do you think ends up happening? Nothing. He's going to be on the hot seat. Do you think he gets thrown out of office, impeached? I don't think he gets impeached. Um, I mean, I think there might be some more calls for him to resign. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't know that he does that. I think he may just stick through it. Maybe he resigns. I don't know. I mean, are we ready for Governor Hochul? Well, the thing that's really interesting is how much emergency power that Cuomo was given as a result of COVID, that basically the New York State uh, Legislature gave him a lot of leeway. And now you're hearing increased calls, including here locally, friend of the pod, Pat Burke, um, calling to take away some of those emergency powers. Like, hey, that time has ended. We don't need you to have that. And I think especially now where it comes out that like, hey, you're not much better. I mean, I I would say you're probably better than Ron DeSantis in Florida, but not much. Not by much. No, I mean, should you be having those powers? Right. Certainly shouldn't be having those powers. And, you know, like, will be interesting. Like, you know, if if there are federal investigations into what New York State did, like that could really ratchet up the pressure on Cuomo to resign. I don't think I don't think there's a chance in the world with a Democratic Assembly and a Democratic Senate that he's removed from office. But there's a chance he could resign. You think so? You think he can get over his own ego and resign? I mean, it it would it would take a lot of pressure. Mm. But Spitzer resigned, and you want to talk about somebody who had an ego? Yeah, true. It's different though. Like Sp- the Spitzer situation was so much different than Cuomo. I mean, look, you could say a lot of things about Cuomo, but he's never, certainly, never really threatened the business interests in New York, the moneyed interest, where Spitzer was in many ways a threat to them. So I don't think, I, I think he's going to ride out the heat. I think he will too. I, I, I'm out there saying that there's a chance he could resign, but I'm not saying I think he's going to. Yeah. Yeah, no, but in the meantime, it's pretty ugly for him. And I got to say, like, when, when's the next governor's race? It's, uh, what, two years from now? Uh, next year, right? Yeah, I think it's next Jeez. year. Jeez. It makes me wonder if there is going to be a meaningful primary. Because, look, Cynthia Nixon, awesome, you know, great actress turned activist. Like, she, she's been out there. She's been, you know, doing her thing, but probably not the best primary candidate. I think that the left wing of the Democratic Party, or even, like, the central left wing, might be a little bit more emboldened to maybe have somebody come mm-hmm. out and run against Cuomo and, and be willing to throw some money behind it because I I feel like he's pretty weak. But who knows? It's it's tough, like I said last week, like it's tough because like we are of the age where we follow social media and social media is very critical of uh Cuomo. People who are hyper tuned into the news are very critical of Cuomo and, you know, think that he's weaker. But there's a large segment of the population who only watches the local news, reads the local papers, and votes in, in elections. And I wonder how they are. Now, I, I, I do know I, I spoke to my parents this week, and, you know, my father was like, it's not looking good for Cuomo, is it? <laughs> Whoa, okay. Right? Wow. So I remember last week you were saying they, they, they really didn't know or give a shit about it. Right, well, but like I said, but I, I said at that time, like, one bad story wasn't enough to overcome mm-hmm. months of him being looking like the guy who knew what he was doing. But the story has stuck around. Yes. Now it's on the news every single day. Yeah. You know, Don Postles is out there. Oh, Governor Cuomo. <laughs> 
Well, big Big Jim is my bellwether. Yes. So so when so when Big Jim says, "Not looking good for Cuomo, is it?" <laughs> I guess I guess it's probably not doing all that well for Cuomo. Yeah, I, I, that's when I start to go. Eh. I mean, you know, I I understand. You know, certainly he's going to be criticized by people who are hyper tuned to the news because we're reading it all day long we're doom scrolling twitter and we're gonna be like well this this guy's fucked i mean listen aside from you know everything objectionable about cuomo and, and his handling of of the politics aside i once all this once all this dies down i hope that we all just take a hard look at ourselves in the mirror and remember that there was a time where people with very little sense of irony were very horny for Andrew Cuomo. Oh, yes. I, I mean, this fucking Mo Sislak looking motherfucker, and people were out there calling themselves Cuomo sexuals. That happened. Don't sexualize your political figures, folks. It, it's, it leads to the road to ruin very fast. No. Mm-hmm. Just, just don't do it. No, make, the, make political figures boring again. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, look, objectively, like you look at him, he's not. He's not great to look at. He he is hard on the eyes. And, and you know what? He, who, so he, he like kicked his girlfriend out to the curb, didn't he? She she that was totally unexpected. There was the the food TV Sandra Sandra Lee Sandra Lee. Yeah, like geez, how, how you you won the jackpot there, Mario or uh, Andrew Cuomo? He wishes he was Mario. Yeah, right. he wishes he was Mario. Sorry, right? This is Luigi there. Cuomo. This is Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he he basically was like, "No, I want you out," and she moved like to California or something. I, I I'm surprised I didn't bring it up earlier on the pod. Yeah. But that surprised me. Why would he do that? He That's, just he wanted he wanted to get on Bumble. Oh my god. Oh my. Oh. Geez. You could see the pictures, you know, with the see through shirt with the mm-hmm. the, he, ju- the the chest jewelry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand it. And she was distraught, completely blindsided by by his breakup. So that's another bad thing he did. I would this be year. too, dude. Like, all right, if I was an attractive woman dating Andrew Cuomo, yeah. Like, yes, I understand he's a powerful man, but I'd also be like, oh, you're breaking up with me. <laughs> that's exactly. No, the wait, hold on, hold on. You, yeah, yeah. you are breaking up with me. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't break up with me. Look at you. Look at me! Had to move out of the house they built together and all this other shit. Just, uh, I, I mean, just add one to the column of Andrew Cuomo sucks. Well, well, pivoting from, you know, an unattractive politician to an extremely attractive politician. Jim, what's going on with uh, our boy Stefan? <laughs> oh, man, what a good-looking fellow. What a good-looking Terry Fold Stephon monster Anon. he is. Stefan Anon, yeah. Oh, what did, what did that guy... Uh, well, let me let me let me read the tweet. Yeah, read yeah read this this tweet that he he sent out this nonsense. So this this came uh, February nineteenth, seven thirty in the morning on the nineteenth. So this is <laughs> okay. So this is yesterday. We were recording on Saturday. This was Friday morning. So I, I'm assuming Stefan you know gets out of bed, reads the the news, you know, getting ready for work or whatever. The five days a month that he shows up, and. <laughs> He, he he just tweets bangers like this out. Looks like Poland cars is abusing public tax dollars to buy off political appointee. That's his typo here to buy off political appointee to get him to run for Hamburg supervisor. If it looks like a bribe, sounds like a bribe. 
feels like a bribe. It's a bribe. <laughs> a political ploy is friends and family plan on steroids. Jeez. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. What's Stefan trying to get out of here, boys? Well, here's my thing is that, like, if you give somebody a $100,000 a year job in the county government, you give them so that they don't run for office. The, 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 that's to get them out of the way, not to get them to run for office. Yeah. Supervisor is a full-time gig. You don't give somebody a, a six-figure job and say, you only get this job if you're willing to take a pay cut and run for supervisor. So what's, what's Stefan's play here? Is he just trying to stir the pot again? It, it, no, he just... He, he, he can't get over. He has to attack Mark Poland cars at every, like yeah. I, I assume based off of the way he attacks Poland cars, that Poland cars is moving to Hamburg. He's leaving the city of Buffalo, moving to Hamburg. And he's also running for supervisor of Hamburg. <laughs> All right. That'd be so funny. That'd be hilarious. That'd be so goddamn funny. Yeah. No, I mean, look like the, the obsession with Mark Poland cars is bordering on pathological for this guy. Um, I understand that they're political opponents and whatnot, but like, I don't know. You are not running for county executive, Stefan. You're running for Hamburg town supervisor. I understand the political machinations make Mark Polencars your enemy, but also, I don't know, like you don't have him as a direct opponent. So it looks pretty ridiculous where it's just the constant haranguing about Mark Polencars. Like you, you look under your fucking bed, Mark Polencars is there mm -hmm. trying to work up everybody into a lather about this relatively fucking plain milk toast guy, Polencars, like who just likes tweeting about hockey. Right. Or like astronomy. Right. Right. I mean, if I see one more fucking picture of a star from Mark Polencars' Twitter account, so help me. I, I will, I'm driving up to North Buffalo myself. <laughs> I'll be out there protesting. No more stars, Polencars. <laughs> oh, wow. Jeez, my what's up, what's up with this anti-star rant all of a sudden? Are you against like the Mars rover Take that, that NASA. just landed? Yeah, fuck you, NASA. Oh. Official position. Rubbish. Official position of the square. No, no. Yeah, yep. Yeah, you, you probably like Elon Musk, Jim. You fucking yeah, you, SpaceX yeah, motherfucker. You, you an Elon Musk you, fan over there? No, no. I I, I hate all space. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> official position of the pod is fuck space. Yeah. I'm just, just anti-space. Right. Okay, okay. All right. I can, that's a position I can that's get behind. Right. I, I saw, uh, uh, what's that Stanley Kubrick film? Uh, space, space Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah, 2000. I saw Space Odyssey when I was a kid, and I was like, yeah, fuck space. I'm never going to space. Yeah, that was scary. My my favorite uh, Mark Polencar's, I think it was, a, I think it started out as a tweet, and I saw it as like a t-shirt or something in a store on Elmwood, uh, it was like, it was like wear a mask and don't do cocaine. Yeah. And, and somebody put that on a, yeah. on a t-shirt. And uh, yeah, I thought that was probably the coolest thing. And I'd seen regarding Mark Poland. Right. And, and you know, and, and Stefan is mad that he didn't come up with that idea because yes. he doesn't want anybody to wear masks because he wants everybody to get COVID. Yes. Oh, but at least, you know, I mean, look, just cause you're just cause you're hot. Like you can't go out in public and just like, make an ass of yourself like this. Like I understand he's extremely attractive, but we, we can't let that let us lose focus on him just being like just a terrible shitty dude. Mm -hmm. I, I can't believe he's going to be supervisor in Hamburg. Yeah. <laughs> well, they love it. They gobble it up up there. Mm -hmm. Give me more. Give me fucking more of this guy. If, if he can paint that water tower, a hamburger, 
then I, I you know what? He's earned, I, he's earned their votes. I hope he does it himself. I, I hope oh, he's up there with, with a roller and a brush. In a hamburger outfit. Right, yeah. That'd be perfect. Oh, you know what he's going to do? He's going to paint Mark Polencar's face with an X through it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are not welcome here. Yeah, I mean, do you think like he has a specific room in his house where he just scratches like Mark Poland cars and crosses it out on the wall. He's got a notebook. Is it a notebook? He's got a notebook. <laughs> Stefan Mahailu hates Mark Poland cars wow. over and over again. Wow. No, no. See, that's okay. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to get into the mindset of a guy like Stefan Mahailu. Okay. okay. Right. You know what he's got? He's got in his fucking bathroom, like <laughs> a thing you could piss into with Mark Poland cars, face. <laughs> like it's a little backstop. <laughs> like that, that, that's the kind of like, you mean, pathology- a, you mean a toilet? Yeah, Jim, a fucking toilet. <laughs> yes. Wow, what are those things in, in the bathroom? No, like... Uh, that you piss in them? Okay. <laughs> like, okay. What are they called again? Okay. <laughs> Reed doesn't know what a toilet is. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, Big Brain went to Notre Dame, but he doesn't know what oh, toilets are. Oh, you guys don't pee in a hole <laughs> in the ground. Well, uh, uh, you know, if you have a bathroom, all you really need is one drain, right? Right. That's it. You know, so... Right, yeah, so... Everything's a sink. <laughs> well, I'm learning more and more about my co-hosts every every passing episode. Right. Your big fancy fucking Harvard toilets. <laughs> oh, Jim. Moving on. Yeah. From toilet matters and Stefan Milu, yeah. I can only take so much of that. <laughs> um, what's going on with the sheriff's race? We've been on this beat now. Ooh. You know, we've been. Riding this horse for a while. What's happening? Well, uh, we got a we had a dropout in the Democratic side. Uh, Kim Beatty, who was endorsed by Assemblyman Burke, uh, Assemblymember Burke, uh, dropped out. So that means Brian Gould from Chictawaga is now the front runner. He's the guy on the Democratic side. He's on the, the Democratic side. Yeah. He was, was he the guy with the money that no, we were talking about? That was John Garcia on the Republican side. Oh, the Republican side. side excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Gould is, I mean, he's got he's got more money than anybody else does on the Democratic side, um, but he's uh, he, he didn't have a, a campaign finance filing as of January because he hadn't announced yet. Any any reason for uh, Beatty dropping out? All I've heard are different rumors and innuendos. Nothing that I can really mm-hmm. go off of here. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I've I just heard that she wasn't treated fairly. I don't know if that's true or not. Again. Rumors and innuendos. Um, I wish I had something more concrete that I could report out on that why she dropped out. I would maybe she wants to come on and tell us why she dropped out. Hey, you're welcome. She's always welcome. You're welcome on the pod if Canisius will allow it. Hmm? Now, do Those you th- fucking Jesuits? <laughs> I'm not pissing off the Jesuits. <laughs> that J- Jim, no, no, Jesuits, if you're listening, that was Jim. Now, hold on because Jim's, not re. Jim's got the power of the Franciscans behind him. Right, yeah, I, I went to a Franciscan, so we're willing to go to war, Franciscans versus Jesuits. <laughs> is there is there an actual, like, you know, con, you know, conflict, soft conflict between the two orders? No, no, it's a hard conflict. I mean, there's oh, stabbings. I mean, is there, at, is there's there multiple right? stabbings a year. Wow. At the Canisius uh, St. Bonaventure basketball games. No kidding. And it's, it's never the students. It's always the friars. <laughs> wow, no Crips kidding. versus bloods, step aside. That's serious. I had no idea. I mean... They must not uh, put that on the news. I mean, I, I do remember... That like uh, like friars at Franciscan friars at Bonaventure basketball games when Canisius was come would hold signs that said God likes us better. <laughs> well, 
So, Jim, back to the sheriff's race. Is this a sign that, like, the Democrats, the classic, are the Dems in disarray? Or is it they've got their shit together or maybe uh, no, something it, in between? It's more that they got their shit together than they're in disarray. It's, it seems like it's more like elbowing people out that could cause issues and that they're all getting behind Gould. I feel like the Republicans are more in disarray because even though the Republicans and conservatives, like we said last week, have gotten behind Healy Case, as we've talked about, Garcia's got a fucking lot of money. So he's out there. He can cause issues. And our boy, Stephen Falano, is out there, too, on the Republican uh, side. And he's just such a fucking wild card. Who knows what he could possibly do? Sheriff Falano, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I, I supported you, and I knew you could do this the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. The whole time. No, yeah. Look, there are a lot of names floating out there. I don't really know Gould's deal. Again, a lot of these races... It's, it's tough because, like, on this local political level, it's not usually as ideologically driven as, like, the national stuff, with the exception of Karen Healy Case firmly planting her flag as, like, the MAGA, you know, I, the, the red-blooded Republican candidate. Well, and like I mentioned before, like, the sheriff's race will get more attention nationally than the controller's race ever would because it does have some criminal justice and social reform uh, potential. You know, you, you could get, were you to get a, a left-leaning sheriff in there, you could get potential reforms. If you get Karen Healy Case in there, you're not getting any reforms. Or not, not reforms in the, in the, to the sense that we would generally believe in them to be reforms. Yeah. And, I mean, I, we don't have to belabor the point that, like, look, sheriff's an important office. Like, anybody who's been paying even the remote amount of fucking attention where you just... I mean, you're not going to open a physical newspaper for the most part if you're our age. But if you look online and just see all this trash about Tim Howard and his just absolutely god-awful tenure as sheriff and, and how many people have died, um, the holding center, and like it's just things like that, like you know that it like the sheriff's office and the like being the sheriff has a huge influence over how a lot of things happen in the area and getting somebody in there who's not fucking tim howard part two is definitely in your best interest even if you don't really give a shit about a lot of this stuff yeah and i'm gonna try to look up real quick but speaking of uh sheriffs i did see an article on online i didn't read the article so i don't know anything about it about some sheriff at the uh, for buffalo or for erie county like being caught sleeping on the job multiple times and, and being disciplined for it but not being fired which is just reinforces the idea that you know, people think that uh, government employees don't do anything Jeez. and that uh, the sheriff's office is just a prime example of excellent staff work. Well, yeah, why not? And I, I just I did a quick Google search for Buffalo Sheriff sleeping, and all I found was that some of the cops gave some guy a DWI for sleeping in his car, so I'm not sure that that's really what I was looking for. <laughs> Uh, well, moving on from the non-political stuff, guys. We don't have it on our big board, but how about them COVID rates, Rye? Oh, yeah. Snake? You know what? They're uh, you know they're getting down to you know pre pre spike levels. You know, I think uh, we're getting down to the low two hundreds in terms of hospitalizations. Uh, the five day rate for the state is what three three percent and change. So you know we're looking pretty good. It seems like I don't know how I, I'm not an epidemiologist or anything, but 
you know, it seems like we're coming out of the winter. How much can I pay you to be one? Um, well, you probably have to pay to put me through school first. No, no, we just oh. want you to be like. No, no we want you gonna, to be one now. We're gonna do. We want you to be an Instagram epidemiologist. <laughs> Instagram. Oh, like uh, who's that doctor on The Simpsons? Doctor Nick. Doctor Nick. Nick. Yeah. Okay. I'll be the Doctor Nick of COVID. Yeah, right. The wrist bones connected to the <laughs> wristwatch. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No. Uh, how much can you pay me? I'll probably do it for free. Done. Done. Yeah. You heard it. I folks. can afford that. <laughs> Doctor Ryan. The Doctor uh, Snake. The Doctor Snake. The COVID expert. Yep. Guys, according to my watch, COVID's got about two months left, and then we're not going to hear about it anymore. Mm-hmm. COVID, you're canceled. You're canceled. You're fired. Yeah, no, encouraging news, folks. Uh, still keep up with the, you know, the social distancing and, and all that. Like, we know all of our listeners because you're fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. You're our raddies. You're our baddies. You are doing it. Also, get that vax. Get vaxxed up. Um, I, I got an appointment this upcoming week driving to Syracuse. Yeah, dr- drive around to where they they deny va- uh, vaccines. You know, you'll find you'll 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 be bound to find a uh, some type some type of appointment, right? Yeah, you can't find one here. Wasn't there a story where people were booking multiple appointments in, in Buffalo? Yeah, I saw that too. That that people are booking more than one uh, vaccination appointment in Buffalo mm. because I'm I I don't even know what like what smooth brain disease that you have that makes you <laughs> want to do that. That you're like. Well, I have to collect all these appointments. They're not fucking Pokemon, all right? <laughs> you just need you need one appointment and just go. You don't need to be like, well, in case the doctor cancels, that's not happening. No. When's the last time when when's the last time you made an appointment for a medical professional and they were like, "Sorry, we had to cancel it on you." Oh my god. I just I don't know what's worse. I really don't. I mean, you know, we talked about this before the show, and you made a point. It's it's akin to like all the toilet paper hoarding that people were doing at the beginning of the uh, pretty much it's of not, COVID. It's not logical, right? It's well, you're more likely to get a PS five at this point than to get a vax appointment. But I stumbled into it, and so we're we're getting our our appointment in Syracuse. So if you can find it, if you can. If you can get it, get it. You can get it, get it, so we can do stuff. We'd love to just hang out with our listeners again. If you you need to hijack a vaccine truck on the thruway, do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, strongly encouraged to hijack vaccine trucks. Please do it. Just just get yourself stuck with that vaccine. And then take it down to Mohawk Place. (laughs) Yeah. And we we can have a concert where we just hand out vaccines. Dude, that's my biggest thing about, like, this rollout. Like... I understand. Okay, so I know they're doing it in, in pretty big places, like in Syracuse. It's going to be at the um, the fairgrounds. Fairgrounds. fairgrounds yeah. But I, I wish there was like, I don't know. I don't know how much interesting or fun you can make like vaccines. But it just seems like there seems to be there needs to be a better way <laughs> than what they're doing to to do this. And I don't know what the answer is. But well, they're going to start using the convention center in Buffalo, right? Oh, yes. that's right. That's right. That's a start. That's a start. So hopefully everybody get vaxxed up. We can party. We can fucking go ham, go nuts. But we're not doing it at the Hotel Henry Gym. Uh, well, I. you know what? What if I already planned to have it at the Hotel Henry? Am I going to get my money back? You will not. Survey oh. says. Survey says. Uh, 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 uh. Oh. 
No, it's go, it's going into the uh, you know the Hotel Henry fund for. I'm never going to open again. Right. Yes. So the Hotel Henry closes. Uh, there was an incorrect article saying that it had been bought out. It has since been reported that that was inaccurate. Um, so Hotel Henry, bye bye. Unfortunately, you know, you don't want to see stuff closing. They've chalked it up directly to COVID. And that's what it is. I mean, it, COVID completely fucked them. What can you do? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I remember when I worked for the county legislature back in the early 2000s that, you know, like one of the issues that Buffalo had was not enough hotels. Yeah. It needed more hotel space. So I don't think this was the result of Hotel Henry just no, opening. They were doing great beforehand. Yeah, uh, I, they were they were doing fantastic because not only did Buffalo need more hotels, but it needed more luxury hotels. Sure, in particular. Mm-hmm. So they, he had Tom Brady bitching that he couldn't find a good hotel when he came into town, mm-hmm. and that's why we. That's why the whole thing happened. It, it's uh, it's exactly why. It's, yeah. it's slow, solely Tom Brady. That's right. Uh, but I mean, no, it. This is you know. This is 100% COVID related. Um, you want to talk about, you know, we talk about food and restaurants and, and the hospitality uh, market uh, sector of the economy uh, having issues and being COVID related. Real hospitality, nobody's fucking traveling. Nobody. Nobody's you know, traveling. No one's getting hotels. Nobody's getting hotels. Especially not to Buffalo. I mean,. Nobody's getting hotels in New York City, let alone no, Buffalo. No. You know, I mean, so I can understand where, like, I'm, I'm actually surprised we haven't heard more hotels closing. You know, it's, yeah. it's, this is where the large chains have an advantage over the smaller firms, is that they have a larger buffer that they can, they can fall back on. Didn't uh, Hotel Henry get some type of PPP loan or something to that effect? I or, think so. They got some kind of help. Well, I that mean, was in the Buffalo th- News. Uh, they uh, the Buffalo News article that I couldn't read because I'm behind the paywall. But they actually did get six hundred and sixty six hundred thousand dollars in PPP loans, and now there are people who are trying to get their wedding deposits back who are not getting them. Mm. So it sounds like a shit show. Mm. I mean, I don't know what the deal is there. Again, I can't <laughs> can't afford the Buffalo News article for it. But uh, I feel bad for, obviously, the people are getting screwed out of their wedding deposits. Uh, it does suck. I feel bad for the people who can't have their weddings, and I feel bad that we're losing a hotel. I mean, yeah. Um, I went to a wedding at the Hotel Henry one time. It was nice. Our buddy Jeff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he had his wedding, his wedding reception there and his wedding there. Uh, that was nice. Well, I, hope, I hope someday soon it'll, it'll come back in some kind of other form. Yeah. Now, is the restaurant closing in Hotel Henry, too? I don't know. 99 acres or whatever it's called? I don't know. I I would assume. I would assume so as well. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's that's too bad. Uh, I hope it reopens again. It was a nice spot for weddings. It was a nice spot for different things. Um, It was creepy as hell, but it was nice. Well, speaking of old creepy hotels. Oh, well, I was going to say. Oh. I, I mean, speaking... Listen, we're talking about failing businesses, guys. Yes. But why don't we, you know what? Why don't we put our heads in a different direction? Why don't we think about success? Yeah. Why do we think about winning? Why don't we think, why don't we think about making things? Yeah, positivity. Let's make things great mm-hmm. around here, okay? Let's, let's focus all our, our energy. Hotel Henry closes. You know, that's pretty bad. 
But it takes just one entrepreneurial, I can't even say the word, I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. One entrepreneurial mind, a a man who just has a plan. Visionary. A fucking visionary. Jim, who is that man? Uh, Was it stuff on my high loop? No. (laughs) Yes, well, hold on. Him. Is it Doug Jamal? It's Doug. Doug Jamal. It's Doug Jamal. Dougie Doug. Dougie Fresh. Mm. Doug. Uh, so, Ree, what, what genius plan does he have this week? Well, Snake, Doug Jamal, who is, to my knowledge, a, a relatively newcomer to the scene here, right, of uh, the development. Is, is that right, Jim? Is yeah, this the name he's been bouncing around for a while? Newly pardoned. Newly pardoned. Yes. Doug Jamal. Doug Jamal. So he's a guy, he's he's somebody who, yes, was pardoned by fucking President Trump. Um, shout out to friend of the pod, uh, Rod Gal- or Rod, oh, sorry, Rob Galbraith, who is at Rob Galbraith LS, uh, tweeting Doug Jamal, the DC-based real estate developer, who's been buying up many of downtown Buffalo's most prominent buildings, uh, including former HSBC Tower and Hotel Statler, was pardoned by Trump for his fraud conviction. So, uh, Rob, who who's at Little Sis and and does the work of going into like all these documents, which is just hugely helpful. But he uh, he po- posted here in this tweet that yeah, Doug Jamal, President Trump granted a full pardon to Douglas Jamal. Mr. Jamal is an American businessman and philanthropist credited with rebuilding. Many urban inner cities in the United States. In 2008, Mr. Jamal was convicted of fraud. In addition, he was instrumental to various other charitable causes, including the rebuilding of churches prior to his conviction. Notably, at his trial, the presiding judge told prosecutors that he thought it, quote, inconceivable to send Mr. Jamal to prison. Okay, so this guy, he faded prison. He got President Trump to say, okay, Doug, we got your back. Okay. So now, now this guy is just gobbling up property here. And I tell you, like the Teflon Doug. All right. He now has, according to WKBW.com now has plans for apartments, retail space, and gaming. Folks, we love to game. We love our gaming folks. Don't we? And it's going to be the best casino in the universe, right? Yes. He says something to that effect. So gaming inside the $150 million reimagined Statler. So Doug Jamal owns a Statler. He also owns Seneca One, too, right? Yeah. That Boulevard Mall, I think he purchased. He's going to do something with that. I mean, so, I mean, I was looking into his biography. So he started making his money. He's a high school dropout, Doug Jamal. Okay. He started making his money. He he opened up a, a a thrift store called Bargain Town in New York City in like the seventies. But he made a lot of his money. Remember the uh, nobody beats the biz. Oh yeah, nobody beats the whiz. The whiz. Nobody beats the whiz. That was him. That Is was, he the whiz guy? He, that was Doug Jamal. Nobody beats the whiz. Well, yeah. I mean, they they went out of business though, like every other. Well, but they went out of business. But he sold his shares to the rest of his family in the in the whiz. Six years before I went out of business, uh, <laughs> and then he took that wow. he took that money and he invested in DC in the early nineties when DC was in a downturn, mm-hmm. and then in the early in the late nineties, early two thousands when DC was gentrifying and blew, 
boomed like crazy. The guy made millions of dollars. I'm sure he did. Wow. Well, he's bringing some of that magic here, folks. He's bringing some bargain town. Nobody beats the whiz. I kept saying nobody beats the biz because that was a Bismarcky album. (laughs) And I've been listening to Bismarcky a lot this week. Oh, that's understandable. So Doug Jamal is trying to make Buffalo better again. Oh, better? Buddy, he's making it great. Okay. Okay. So from this article, uh, bringing new life to a downtown Buffalo landmark it's, co- it's become commonplace for Douglas Jamal, and the developer with deep pockets can't hide his enthusiasm for his latest project of reimagining the historic Statler Hotel. This is what I love to do. I don't know what he sounds like. He's getting the Trump voice. This is what I love to do. I love doing it in Buffalo, Jamal said during a recent tour of the construction site. Um, he purchased the iconic Statler building from the estate of Mark Croce in May of 2020. His updated vision for the 18-story gem now includes hundreds of apartments, along with banquet, retail, and conference space. Jamal also still plans to bring casino gaming to the heart of downtown Buffalo. Well, folks, you know, there's nothing that just re fucking vitalizes a, a metro area quite like casino yeah, gaming. I mean, that's, that's I mean, look thing. at Atlantic City. Man, is that city booming? They're doing great right now, aren't they? They're just just fucking gangbusters. I think in all metrics, they are beating Richmond and San Antonio. <laughs> Didn't they just blow up one of Trump's casinos? Yes, yeah. I think so. Yeah, no, casino business is great, and there's no better way to like, you know, uh, uh, skim uh, money off the the poor population at a casino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do it. Let's have two casinos downtown. Mm-hmm. Is, I wonder. Let's if actually make all of downtown a casino. Let's one uh, big casino. City Hall should be a casino. So like you go to down to get a permit from City Hall, yeah, and you yeah. actually have to like you have to pull on the slot machine and see if you get your permit. Okay, so just it's all pumping, by chance. Yeah, you're just pumping quarters in to get your permit. That might not be a bad idea, because it'd be less about the connections mm-hmm. and more about just pure chance. Right. Yeah. RNG. All right. Yeah, I love reading these articles, by the way, that are just, like, pure puff pieces. Like, no, there's no fucking, even, like, this news article, there's no even, like, nothing critical here about this. So, uncovering Statler's assets. Oh, no, it's all sunshine and rainbows, baby. So, it goes on here. The bulk of the work currently being done in an area of the Statler, is in an area of the Statler, that many people haven't seen before. For more than a month, crews have been clearing out the entire underbelly of the building, removing years of debris old pipes, and electrical. As you can see, we are digging, 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 said Jamal. So, okay. Wow. Okay, they're digging. So the goal is to open up 100,000 square feet of contiguous space. What you didn't see before in the Statler is its assets, said Jamal. You didn't see this before. You had no idea this existed, but it's the most important part of the Statler. I think we had an idea. Okay. I man, this just like this doesn't feel good. It doesn't sound good. I don't like it. Jim, am I am I off base? Am I am I giving this little guy a hard time for no good reason? No, I mean I, I think you know the casino segment is obviously very troubling. I, I mean I do think that there's probably room for that num number of apartments downtown, right? You know, like how do you make it so more people can afford to live in an area? You open a whole bunch of more housing. Turning 18 stories of the Statler into apartments is a lot more fucking housing downtown than there currently is. 
So I think that's like he's probably not thinking, man, what I'm going to be able to do is bring down rent prices. No, I'm sure he's not thinking that, but that's what it will do. Hopefully you hope that that's what it'll do. That's what will happen. Right. Um, you know, if anything, he'll 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 renovate the place, update it, and and then whatever, and then nothing will happen. At least it'll get updated, and it'll get restored, right? At least to some degree. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I I'm always in like hope for the best mode. Honestly, like I don't, I'm very skeptical when I hear of like, oh, here comes another millionaire who's gonna buy up a whole bunch of property and yeah. gonna revitalize the area. Oh yeah, especially that- when they're fucking like. Talking about, well, we're going to do it with casino gaming, but uh, I, I'll wish I wish this gentleman well, um, as he says this. So he does say in the article here, this has the potential to be the greatest casino ever. And that is what we're looking to do. The greatest casino ever. Okay. Our long term plan is to make a deal with the Seneca Nation and put gaming in here. So if that doesn't work, we'd like to make it an extension of the convention center if they need an additional, uh, if they need additional space. So All right. I, I don't, I don't really think the Senecas are going to be down, down to have this guy like encroach on their territory, I hope, I especially hope. with a casino already down, down. Yeah, I, I hope they're smarter than that. I'm sure they are. <sighs> you know what are the odds? What are the odds at the Statler? I'd see like two twin ghost girls like holding hands and down mm-hmm. the hall. Uh, or, or like you know, blood coming down the walls. Probably pretty good. I yeah. mean, you know, we'll have to go back next year when we do another haunted buffalo episode. <laughs> oh, uh, well, you won't catch me spending a night anywhere haunted. Maybe, well, maybe you two can. Snake, well, snake's not going to. Snake's that. not going to go to the 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 Statler and, that, and spend the night on the thirteenth floor. That's where Snake draws the line. Room thirteen on the thirteenth floor. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Nope. Oh nope. well. Nope, nope. Well, you clearly don't have that Doug Jamal alpha energy. Doug right. Jamal would spend the night on the 13th floor. He's right, yeah, he's got plenty of cocaine energy. Guess what? He can. He doesn't need to sleep. You don't need to sleep. He's too busy digging, 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 and making the greatest casino ever. Oh, he's digging, baby. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, I think that's it for uh, news of the week. Um, you know, I, I want to uh, want to now move on to... The next segment here where we talk to some pretty fucking rad people with the Queen City Roller Derby. So stick around, stay tuned, and uh, yeah. We have, uh, I'm very excited to have not one, not two, but Jim, we have three guests. Three guests. Three guests. Not only do we have three guests. Pod record. That's a pod record. We also have another pod record because we have our first returning guest. We do. Corinne is back on the show, but she's not Corinne today. No. No, we are. You blew her cover. No. (laughs) We are in roller derby world. Where everybody has an alias, they have a nickname. So, Corinne, who are you in the roller derby world? Give us your secret identity. I am known as Rex Kitten. Rex Kitten. 
Rex can, Rex like a car wreck. I, I always have to explain that. Uh, Nobody ever gets it. Yep. It's just, you know, <laughs> not a sex kitten. I'm a Rex kitten. <laughs> <laughs> now you get it. <laughs> well, in keeping with the spirit of roller derby, I will refer to you as Rex. And we also, we also have uh, Ube. Hi. And we have Ferg. Hello. Guys, thank you so much for joining us here today. We're talking, we're talking roller derby. Okay, we're talking some fucking badass. Like, I, I play rugby, and I'm a little scared of some of the things that I see from <laughs> roller derby. So, props to you. Let me ask. Explain the nickname thing for the listeners, because I know there's nicknames in every sport, but it seems like it's kind of baked in more into roller derby. Yeah, I think it kind of is. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? When I started, it was kind of it was more of like an underground um, counterculture type of thing. Um, And I, I, I think the nicknames came about because it allowed people more freedom to um, kind of have this alter ego and not have to worry about your boss finding out that you do this crazy thing on the side. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like fun thinking of what your name is going to be. Like, I feel like the first like couple of months, you just kind of like, as you're learning how to skate, you're also like, okay, what's a badass cool name that I'm going to have for myself. (laughs) And all the puns. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I always think of it as like a superhero name. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. this is my most badass self. So what am I going to name myself kind of situation? (laughs) It's really hard too. The pressure is so real. <laughs> um, when we we don't have this anymore, um, or at least it's not um, u- utilized as much anymore. There used to be um, a national registry for derby names. Um, did did they do that when you guys started, Fergie? No. Yeah, or at least I, I think they stopped doing it um, several years ago because. It was just impossible to keep up as as roller derby just exploded all around the globe. Um, but when I started, <laughs> I'm I'm the old lady of the group. <laughs> I started in '08, and uh, every idea I had for a name, I would cross reference it to the derby name database. And if it was too close to an existing name, um, they would deny it. You weren't allowed to have it because the whole idea is to be unique and memorable and nobody wanted you to have the same name as, as an existing skater that's already out there. Um, but it's, there's just too many of us now. It's impossible. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, I remember the, 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 the clearing house database type of thing where like you, you, everybody had to have a, a specifically unique name. Yeah. Um, I remember it might you- still be out there. Two evils.com. I think it was something mm. about two evils. <laughs> That's your that sister, is your sister skated for a bit, right, Jim? She still skates. My sister still skates up in. Uh, she started off in Rochester, but now she's uh she moved. Uh, her and her husband live in Portland, Maine, um, and she skates up there. She's mm. meowing them down. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> I love the cat re- references. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, no, she's uh she's been skating now for. Eight years, nine years, something like that now. Um, so you know, she's on she's on their home team and she's also on their travel team and she's on the main state team too. Nice, that's cool. So, but I remember like going back, you know, when I first started going to Derby, like at Rainbow Rink, 
13 years ago or whatever it was that I first started going to uh, derby bouts. Uh, like, you know, you sit there and, like, even as a fan, like, your thing is, like, what would your roller derby name be? Like, Reed, do you have an yeah. idea what your name would be? It would be some kind of name pun. Right, I mean, I, we know Ryan would be Snake. I'd definitely be No, snake. but he'd, he'd have to be, like, it'd have to be, like, Snake and then, like, a pun. Snake and then a pun. Uh, you got to be creative with, with these, I feel like. Yeah. Have you guys heard, are there any, like, good or bad ones that stick out for you? You're like, oh, God, that's cool, or, oh, that's a terrible one. Oh, all right, I'm going to jump in, because my favorite, I think, ever still to this day, um, well, we, we know her affectionately as Badgie. <laughs> uh, her derby name was the Notorious V-A-G. Whoa. <laughs> and she was she's the sweetest, uh, most awesome person, and she, she would just, like, joke in this adorable little high voice like yeah i'm a feminist gangster rapper (laughs) (laughs) that's that's awesome so for the listeners uh you know the average listener not like jim not like you guys like me and ryan we're we're dummies here we just know we're big dummies we know that roller derby is badass we see you guys rolling around beating the shit out of each other but just give us give us the elevator pitch. Like, how is roller derby played? Just you know, you're talking to somebody like this is my sport. Um, so you've got five on five skaters. Four of them are blockers. Two of them, I mean, one of them is a jammer. Um, the jammer wears a star, and that's your main point square. Uh, one of your blockers has like a fancy little stripe that's called a pivot. Um, in the case that the jammer is unable to get through, that one blocker can become a jammer and essentially all the jammer is trying to do is get past the opposing blockers to score points. Yeah. Right. Scored, yeah. That sounds right. It's been a while, but <laughs> <laughs> and, and one point for every opponent that she passes after mm-hmm. the first lap. And, and that's, that's like the very basics. That's, that's what you need to know to watch your game, your first game. Mm-hmm. And then like, and then your favorite person gets a penalty on them. And you're like, what, there's fucking penalties in this. <laughs> I thought this was a free for all. So yep. many penalties. Yeah. <laughs> and every time you get a penalty, you're like, what? Are you kidding? And then you see the footage, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was a penalty. Yeah. What, what are the yeah, top. Like, pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> what are the top penalties that get called usually? What, what type Cut, of- probably, I feel like, is like yeah. top one. So that's like when you go out of bounds. Um, what are some other. Forearms. Forearms. So I can't even yeah. tell you if I know what a forearm is. <laughs> there, there are legal and illegal hitting zones and blocking zones. So if you hit somebody uh, and it's considered not in the legal zone, then you, you'll get sent to the box. And you can also get a penalty if you're like too far away from the rest of the people that are like blocking. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like an out of play. So that happens a lot too. All right. There. There's so many rules and nuances in derby. Um, it's it's hard. It's harder for the skaters to remember than it is for the fans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. one, like once you start watching it, you'll you'll pick up on it. Um, but even for us, it's it's so you know you, you have to stay within ten feet of the pack, and the pack consists of the most players, um, excluding the jammers because they don't they don't make up the pack. Um, it's the most players of both teams so you can have four players on on one side and only one player on the other side if they're in um, close proximity they consist of the pack um, but if one of them skates too far or two uh, lags behind then the, then there is no pack and you 
you can't do certain things when there, when there isn't a pack and you have to stop and immediately rejoin the pack so that you can hit the jammer and do the things that you're supposed to do. And if you don't, then you get sent to the box. There's a lot of awareness of what's going on with your teammates and, and the other blockers at the same time. I, I hear you guys and, and everything you said, I, I took it in. That won't prevent me the next time I, I see a roller derby bout from saying that's bullshit. When I see somebody I like get a penalty. We still say it. We still yep. <laughs> and then you get another penalty on top of that for swearing. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. You got to control yourself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Because we love the refs. They uh, they are also volunteers just like we are. Nobody gets paid to do this. So uh, it, it's it's not like anybody's out to get you, usually. <laughs> I like that. I like that qualifier, usually. Yeah. 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 Just, just a few personal vendettas, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you never know. Yeah. What's the, what's the, I mean, I'm not asking you to, like, give me the Wikipedia here, but I guess, like, what's kind of the history of roller derby? I, my impression is that, like, it's something that started – in like the sixties or seventies, but 16th century back in, uh, Louis the 16th, I think it was Louis the 16th. <laughs> right. Yeah. He had, ro- he was on roller skates. The sun King had okay. the wheel been invented then. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, they just finished the pulley, Ryan. Uh, right. That's the palace at Versailles was actually just built as a roller derby. arena. <laughs> wow. I'm learning so much every day with you guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, history just, of roller derby right yeah just just hold on before you check wikipedia so i can citate <laughs> all these things um i want to say it started maybe in like the 40s or 50s definitely site check that because i'm pretty sure that's wrong but it pretty much started out as like a, a bank track um like marathon kind of deal mm-hmm. where like it was like an actual derby where it's like how many laps can you skate for forever long mm-hmm. um from there kind of um evolved into like that 1970s like 1980s roller derby that people are a little bit more familiar with i would think yeah um, tv yeah we're more like similar to like wwe wrestling and it's a little bit more choreographed um mm-hmm. but then i want to say like 15 ish years ago kind of like that new renaissance started up in mm-hmm. texas i believe austin yeah. where it was like more of a flat track which is which is what we play. Um, and from there, I want to say there was like the founding like 10-ish or so teams um, that pretty much started up what we have now today. And from there, it just exploded pretty much because now we're close to like, what was it, like 450-ish teams worldwide. Yeah, so that sounds about right. I, I don't even know. I, I stopped keeping track, but there's a lot of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, 2001, um, Austin, te- Texas was the the first modern day roller derby um, flat track t- league as we know it now. Now, how did that come? To, how did it come to to Buffalo, to Western New York? Do, do you guys like where uh, Rex? Were you part of the? I was mean, it, you said you were around for a while. Were you part of the original yeah. crew, or was there like a Johnny Appleseed who just went from town to town and planted roller derby <laughs> yeah, leagues? Um, there was actually three founders. Um, one of them, um, was going to join us tonight, but she couldn't, she had to cancel, um, Sissy Fit, um, and she's still a big part of our league. She also helped found, um, the junior roller derby of of Buffalo, um, which we're also very closely affiliated with. So she's been around since the very beginning and she's been, um, continuously helping us to grow and expand. Um, but there were two other players and, and basically I, 
from what the stories that she told, um, she heard about it. She just loved the idea of it. Could barely skate, but she wanted to like, let's make this happen. She like hand drew some flyers and hung them around campuses. And um, she got like some responders and they were strangers to her. And they started um, like going around all all places in, in Buffalo and Western New York to find out who would be willing to host them. And the rainbow rink stepped up and they, um, they basically just told their friends who told their friends who told their friends. And it very quickly grew into uh, three and then four home teams. There was, there was four home teams um, in 2008, the 2008, uh, the beginning of 2009 season is um, when the alley cats were formed. And prior to that, there was um, the Suicidal Saucies, the Devil Dollies, and the Nickel City Knockouts. Wow. That's, yeah. that's awesome. And I, I guess, like, you mentioned, Rex, like, there's, what, like 400-plus teams worldwide now? Yeah. Yeah. Not, and not just teams, but leagues. So each league, just like our – we're actually one of the larger ones, as far as I'm aware. Um, For sure. Yeah, there a lot of leagues only have one or two teams. Um, we're lucky because we have three home teams. Plus, we have the uh, we call it the Queen's Court. It's kind of like our farm league, so mm-hmm. um, you can you can skate on it all year. If you if you pass assessments, um, then you're eligible to be in the Queen's Court, and it's kind of like a learning experience. You you play other brand new players from other cities, um, but mostly you just play each other, and, and the you get to practice with the the, with the league as a whole for league practices. Um, and then from there, if you want to stick with it, then uh, you put yourself into the draft. And if you're lucky, then you get drafted to a home team and then you can play on one of our home teams. Is that where, are you Are you workshopping your nicknames in the Queen's Court? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like boot camp-ish area, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, you have to have, I had one at boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> If someone's starting out, where do they get the gear, like the the skates and and all that business? Is there a specialty you, store? You have to kill somebody who already had it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay, wow, so, that's serious. Uh, we're very lucky. So our boot camp actually has like a loan system um, where you can loan out gear, um, just because we have so many, you know, veteran players who just kind of like hand that stuff down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also in boot camp, like you can rent skates from Rainbow Rink. Which again, we're so fortunate that that's even a possibility for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, I mean, there are a few skate shops that you could probably go to. Unfortunately, we don't have a local skate shop anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say like the closest one is maybe in Syracuse. Okay. But yeah. Yeah, and some gear, uh, some of the players will like pass around like wheels or something. Like if somebody's wheels don't work for them, they'll give them to somebody else. So there's a lot of that in the league as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of community, and we want to help people out because we know how hard it is to start. Um, when I started, we had the same thing. There was like, there was like this dirty old bin, and it was like, oh, you need elbow pads? I think there's two in here. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, I was gonna ask, like, how? I guess, like, how big is it here? in Western New York. Now you mentioned there's now currently what three teams, mm-hmm. three home teams, yes, three yeah, home teams. And then there's a travel, travel team, right? teams, two travel teams, travel, two travel team. And, and, and then our herd and, and the, yep. Right. And the herd is our, our officials. 
mm-hmm. and the Queen's Court is the the farm league that I mentioned. Wow, that's I mean that. Do you guys know roughly like membership? Just a rough number or a hundred for sure. So the travel teams. Who do the travel teams play against? Like, you know, because especially like being ranked in the top thirty in, in the mid twenties now that like you guys are like. I can't imagine like you can just go play Ithaca and beat the shit out of them every time and be like, wow, that was fun. <laughs> um, I mean, so the travel teams are, are pretty lucky. We have a pretty good relationship with some more local teams. Um, so like we're pretty close to Rochester, thankfully. So we, we get to scrimmage them pretty often. Same thing with like Royal City up in Guelph. Um, you know, they're in D2 and we're in D1, but you know, the, the, the skill set there is still pretty competitive, which is nice. Um, in terms of who the travel team plays against, it's other D1 teams um, in like sanctioned tournament play. Um, so we've gone to tournaments in Philadelphia for ECDX, or most recently we went to D1 playoffs in Seattle, Washington, where we played against, goodness me, who did we play against? London and Stockholm. Um, so it's it's really a cool opportunity to not only get to play against local people, but really play international teams that's cool i'm however you mentioned something about somebody i think it was rex mentioned the draft and i'm like whoa wait a minute you're telling me there's a draft like oh, a local team draft, draft? Oh, yeah talk yep. about that guys that's i i've never heard of anything like that on a local sports level it is so stressful as a new player. Oh my god, <laughs> it's the worst and the best day in the, in the universe. <laughs> I feel like it's stressful for everybody, like the people that are actually drafting the team, uh-huh. like all the new people. But it's it's a lot of fun too because we usually have like a big draft party afterwards where everybody meets up and they like get to know their new team and kind of like celebrate being a member of a new home team. And Mm -hmm. it's like a really big like community event, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Everyone gets new swag for their new team. Oh yeah. Shirts and pins and color in their new team colors and stuff. So you get drafted to a new team every year. No. No. How Um, often do you get drafted? Yeah, we, well, every three years. So we're three. Years. Yeah. That's probably on hold um, because of this past season, obviously. So um, our last draft was two years ago, right? Yes. Probably mm-hmm. almost three now, but I'm not counting this past season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we, we voted on it as a league and decided to do um, a completely new draft every three years, which means no matter what team you're on as a home team skater, uh, you just get thrown into the draft all over again, um, and then three brand new teams get get formed. Um, and we did this for uh, for competitiveness because you don't want you, nobody wants one team to just run away with it all the time. That's not exciting to watch, and it's not exciting to play. Um, but it used to be just every year, whenever um, spots on the roster would open up, then that team, you know, if they had if they had three people leave, uh, then they would have three people to draft, and that would be it. So some, some years teams have had up to like eight or nine players to draft each year. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes there's only two openings on a mm. team. I was going to ask about openings. Do people ever get cut or is it just people kind of moving on? Sometimes you're asked to move on, it yeah, sounds like. Okay. All right. okay. <laughs> it's kind of, I don't think we have an official policy, but I know there has been instances where if something's not working out, usually – 
it's something that the the team uh, leadership will take up with the player and be adult about. Um, if not, then that's when it, that's when it gets sticky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So you, I mean, talking about like uh, attrition and having to refill spots. You know, I was talking to, like I said earlier, my sister plays, and she's in leadership up there in Portland, and mm-hmm. she's like. COVID has just been a nightmare for recruitment and like, is, is you guys having, I'm, I'm assuming the same situation because like, you know, you can't practice, you, you're not doing any team events. So it's basically like somebody's like, Oh, I'm interested in roller derby. You're like, all right, we'll just keep in touch for the next six months. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've put a pause on pretty much all recruitment at this point, because in order for us to return, we have to reach a certain number of cases in the area and we're not even really close to that yet. So we've just kind of paused it for now. So do you guys think that that's going to be an issue restarting? No, I don't think so. I feel like the league unity is so strong that I feel like restarting will have a number of individuals that number one will be coming back and number two will kind of like hype it up to other people in the area. Um, so I think that we'll be in a good spot when when the time comes for us to return. Yeah, and everyone misses it so much. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Cannot wait. I bet. Is, is there a targeted time frame? I mean, I know you said number of cases, but is there like, like it may or June or is it just like, well, whenever it happens. Yeah. So, so we have to follow, um, we're a part of women's flat track derby association. Um, and they've kind of laid out the rules for when any team can kind of start practicing or any league can start practicing. Um, and it's based on a proportion of the population and the number of individuals that have tested positive for COVID. Um, so over like a, a certain period, we have to have under a certain amount of cases. Um, and then after that, the league has chosen to wait like a month after. Um, based on the trajectory we have now, it probably won't be until the earliest like summertime. Um, and that's being kind of optimistic about it, but yeah, I, I think that that's realistically, it's going to be probably fall when we'll start back up again. And that's usually when our, our preseason starts up again anyway. Yeah. It yep. really make yeah. sense. Even if we could in the numbers where, where they are, where they need to be, um, the end of our season, usually uh, the end of our home team season usually ends in, in June, May or June. Mm-hmm. So then we, we yeah. kind of take a break and then fall starts up again and that's when you start um the draft starts and then you start practicing with your team cool cool and guys i mean i you know i know everything's like so up in the air obviously but can you talk a little bit about so you all play at riverworks now is that right yeah what's what's the relationship with riverworks like how did that come into being and you know how's that been going through covid time um well i i can talk about how that came to be a little bit um, at the time we had outgrown, um, the rainbow rink by a lot. Like our, our bouts were always packed, which was fantastic. Um, but we, we got to the point where we had to turn people away at the door, um, which did not make for happy fans. <laughs> um, so we had been on the lookout for a new space. Um, not only that would be bigger and accommodate more fans, um, but would have better, um, seating, so you could see more than just in the first row um, and also have more parking and be a more central location so that we weren't only um, attracting people from the North Towns. 
Um, so Riverworks, when they were being built, they actually approached us. Um, and I was not involved with the negotiations of that. Um, but we had lots of league meetings about it and we all voted on it, whether or not we thought it was a good move. Um, and, and that's where we, we ended up going. Um, our, our track at Riverworks is, it's the first in the U S right. Yeah. Yep. The first in the U S to be built for specifically roller derby, um, specifications. Wow. That's pretty awesome. wild. Wow. Yeah. So that's how they worked out. Yeah. So other, other leagues that come play us are kind of like, Oh my God, you guys are so lucky. That's <laughs> <laughs> sweet. I love it. So guys, uh, thank you so much for joining us here. Um, I want to, I want to turn the floor over to you. Like give us listener of the pod. You're sitting here. You're like roller derby. Awesome. I know it's COVID. I can't do anything for a few months, but maybe you're on the fence. Maybe you're like, ah, I want to do a Lord Derby. I don't know. Give us your best sales pitch. Why, why should somebody join? Why should anybody, any woman listening to this podcast get into roller derby? Oh my God. Where do I start? It's so amazing. <laughs> yeah. You'll, you'll, it's you're badass. I mean, I feel like that's like justification enough. Like you tell somebody like, it's like your, your alter ego. Like you tell somebody at work, like, yeah, I, I play roller derby and it's just like, it's a wow factor, but also like, I feel like it's just an awesome community. Like this yeah, is a right. group of people that have become like some of my best friends. Like it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, you're challenging yourself like physically, mentally, and you're also gaining friendships while doing that. So it's, yeah. it's definitely worth it. Mm -hmm. For there's, sure. And there's also, there's something for everybody in roller derby, mm -hmm. um, every shape, every size, every skill set. as long as you're willing to put in the effort and put into the, in the work. Um, don't think that you're not big enough. Don't think that you're not strong enough. Don't think you're not fast enough because you can, you can have a mind for um, gameplay. You can have a mind for strategy. If you work well with your teammates, then you can be an, an amazing asset, even if you're not the fastest or the strongest mm -hmm. um, or the biggest like me. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. for sure. I feel like it's just like such a liberating sport to play in just because I feel like a lot of other sports, like they, they favor a certain type of body type or, you know, whatever. And roller derby very much has like a space for everyone, which is, you know, awesome. And, and we're very inclusive and supportive. Um, just don't be a dick and you are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, what I've always liked about uh, derby with my experience with either people who have played with Buffalo or just my experience as a fan of Buffalo or my experiences through my sister with her experiences in the various leagues that she's played in is that there is such a strong sense of community with roller derby. It's because it's a grassroots type of uh, organization that's built up. Everybody seems to be generally for the most part on the same page. They all have each other's backs um, and everybody's there to support each other in their growth and their experiences there, um, which to me is just tremendous to see um, in anything, let alone a sports, you know, where, I mean, where it's make no mistake, while everybody may be supportive of each other, it's highly fucking competitive. Like people are out there for fucking blood. <laughs> yeah. 
Absolutely, every time. Not really, but (laughs) (laughs) we're not trying to hurt each other. We are trying to get other people out of the way and get our camera through. Right, right. People get hurt. It happens. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You're very Ivan Drago about it. If if she dies, she dies. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we we are absolutely very competitive, um, and we will play our hearts out on the rink, and then afterwards, we all have a drink together and we Mm -hmm. high five and we hug and. It's it's just an incredible experience all around. Awesome. Guys, where can we find more information about roller derby or about the league or about the teams? Is there a website or there is yeah, we're uh qcrd.net. It's uh Queen City Roller Derby. And we're on Facebook too. Um that's Facebook.com, Queen City Roller Derby, QCRD. Um we're on Twitter also. Um anyone have that? Yeah, Instagram. Instagram too. Yeah, um, yeah, all that information you can find right on our site, qcrd.com or .net. Either one will get you there. <laughs> we'll get our uh, our social media guy. Yeah, we'll we'll link to you for sure. We'll we'll, we'll make sure we get the details out there. We'll get people over mm-hmm. to you. Uh, Ube Rex Ferg of Queen City Roller Derby. Thank you so much thank for you. joining us, guys. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for having us. It was our pleasure. Hopefully we'll see you in the in the fan sometime soon. We'd love to. If yeah. we could be anywhere, listen, I'm I'm so down to go anywhere and do anything, but oh, especially yeah. now that I've met you, like, yeah, I'd love to yell at whatever bullshit penalty that I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> this game is rigged. It's right. It'd be just like when I'm watching basketball. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Thanks All right, so thanks. much, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks. And a huge huge shout out again to Queen City Roller Derby. Yube, uh, Rex Kitten, and Ferg. Awesome guests. Jim, wouldn't you say, like... Just tremendous. It was, what did it, I, was, I mean, educational and inspirational, right? I mean, I, I feel inspired by knowing that we've got a, a community like Roller Derby here in Buffalo that is out there, they've got each other's backs, and that they're ranked 25th out of, like, 450 in the world. It's crazy. It's pretty good. That's what we should. That's what Doug Jamal should put in the basement of the of the Statler. Would be a, a roller derby <laughs> tournament rink. Oh, that'd be dude, great. that'd be sick. That'd be so cool. Right. And we we can have like the Super Bowl of roller derby here. Right. Yeah. We, who needs a casino when you can just have roller derby finals over here? Fuck over here. Yeah. That way they don't have to go to Seattle like uh, like Ube was saying they had to go to last year. Oh yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck Seattle. I oh, should come here. All right. Dude, right, like, with all, like, the hockey rinks and stuff downtown, like, we were supposed to become, like, the hockey hub. That mm. never happened. What would become the roller derby hub? What came, became the hockey? I mean, they have the, uh, they have the, uh, what's it called? Um, the juniors. No, not, ju- well, the juniors, too, but um, uh, the uh, the pre-draft workouts for the oh, for NHL. Yes. Uh, the combine, the, the oh, hockey right. combine is in Buffalo every year now. Well, don't let facts get in the way of a good rant. <laughs> All right. Long story short, we, we want- just upset that the Sabres suck, as we all are. And well, they're terrible, and, and they, I've hated them since the tank. But that's neither here nor there. Shout out again to Queen City Roller Derby. And yeah, to you, the listener, we, uh, you know, we're, we're to feeling all our snakeheads. Yeah, yeah, to all, <laughs> all of our, our rad pack. Rad we, pack. Uh, you know, we, we've seen some more listeners, and, and huge thanks to everybody who's been listening from the start. Huge thanks to everybody who's just jumped on you know maybe you got you got caught up in the the rush and the excitement of of the nate mcmurray episode and you're like this is these are my people 
So you're, you're right. We are your people. You are our people. Thank you. So -hmm. thank you for listening. Support us. Get it out there. Where can we be found? All you guys drop your social media, Jim. Uh, you can find me on, on the Twitter at James Tamil, T A M O L. Uh, we'll share that link, uh, when we post this out on Facebook, uh, you can also find me on Instagram at battle Jim of the Republic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm on Facebook somewhere, but I'm on Twitter at Daria Ryan Steele. You can find uh, the square podcast, uh, at the square on Facebook or at uh, square pod buff on Twitter. And re what's your, uh, what's your only fans? Yeah. Listen, you, you should be, don't be a follower, be a leader and lead yourself instead of my only fans where <laughs> Not even going to get into how explicit the content is, but no, listen, follow at the square pod. Um, we'll give you some updates. We have some pretty exciting guests coming in the future. We're not going to, we've been burned before. We're not going to tell you who, but it's going to be good. We're going to have fun. And yeah. Thanks again, everybody.